How you doing, Brent? So we were talking on Telegram earlier about upgrading your Wi-Fi and your router and your firewall and stuffs and things and things and stuff. So uh, tell me, what's going on, man? I mean, you have a small part in this. Uh, we've been upgrading some of my devices. Uh, so I got X250 and it seems I'm just taking all my legacy devices and getting fancier. So I was thinking, geez, that router I've got uh, in the closet over there is pretty darn old. It's a, an old WRT54G, which were pretty classic, what, like 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. It's got some custom firmware and all that stuff, which is super great. But it's, uh, I think it's time. It's feeling really slow on the Wi-Fi. What, what are you running on the firmware side? Um, I'm running Tomato on that thing. Uh, it hasn't been updated maybe in two years. Some say tomato. Tomato. Some say tomato and router. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just feeling like, uh, I don't know, it seems like the time to start upgrading everything. At least I've got some momentum. So I thought, geez, you might just be the perfect person to ask. So I don't know what I'm doing and I'm quite stale on the hardware side. So I need some recommendations. I can certainly help you spend some money if that's what you mean. Oh, well, I wasn't, that wasn't at the top of the list. <laughs> I'm good at that. Let's not make it too formal. Like you must have some idea of what your requirements are, like low power or something, um, open source, preferably that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I would say at the top of the list, if I'm trying to do it prioritizing, I would say open source all the way. I would say low power is always nice. But a higher priority than that would be, you know, things like stability. And for me, honestly, the most practical thing would be some really reliable Wi-Fi. Right. Other than that, I'm pretty open, you know. So, you know, as low of budget is great, but I would rather look at options that would last a long time. I'd rather do this once and have it be really kind of flexible. So that's uh, my preference. Sounds like Wi-Fi is the primary driver here. Is that right? Is that fair? Yeah. Ethernet's easy. Yeah. So your current router uh, firewall situation, have you ever felt that the the ingress-egress kind of performance is not where you need it? Well, I have quite low needs, I would say. Uh, you know, the needs that you have may be a little bit more sophisticated than mine. Um, so at this point, I'm just, you know, I'm probably more like your regular old user than I am sort of a power user. Now, I would love to change that, but in terms of uh, my sophistication, I would say um, I don't know any better. So uh, I would love to gain access to local stuff because you and I are probably going to have another one of these chats to set me up with a uh, local NAS and stuff like that to do some fancy things. And I am container uninitiated, so there's a lot that can happen here. <laughs> so I want to put in a solution that can accommodate all of that, you know? That's quite literally Pandora's box you're opening here. You do realize that, right? Hey man, bring it on. So I'm a huge fan of separating my firewall from my Wi-Fi. Hmm. And there's a few reasons for that. But the primary one is that I can reboot my firewall and all of my Wi-Fi devices don't freak out for 10 minutes whilst they find the Wi-Fi again. Okay. So about five years ago, I bought some, uh, it was a pair actually, of Unify AC Dual Radio Pro access points. I was on the fence at the time about buying the Pro version because everybody told me it was overkill and you won't need it and blah, blah, blah. But here I am several years later and I don't feel any need to replace or upgrade my Wi-Fi. So that's the first benefit. The second benefit 
is that if I want to switch out my firewalls for any reason, so let's say I decided I wanted to switch from my ISP provided router to PFSense or ViOS or Monowall or whatever else it is, a unified security gateway even, it makes the entire solution a lot more modular. So kind of what I'm thinking might work well for you in this situation is I'm not hearing any complaints about the throughput or routing performance of your current router. The, the Basically, your firewall seems like that's doing the job that you need it to do. Where it is uh, failing for you seems to be the Wi-Fi. So the obvious solution to me at this point would be to get a $100 or so Unify access point, plug that into one of the Ethernet ports on the router, and then just use the Unify SSIDs that that broadcasts and the, and the modern AC Wi-Fi standards. Um, and then um, if and when you ever decide that that tomato-based router isn't doing what you need it to do, maybe you could look at a PFSense box or something like that. Huh. That's not even a solution I, I thought of was just breaking out the Wi-Fi into, into its own little category. Now, I've heard a lot about these Unify access points, uh, fairly positive things, but does that check the open source part of it? I, I, I believe these are closed source, no? So it doesn't look like Unify is actually open source completely. Um, there are certain portions that they want to open source, but apparently there's some FCC uh restrictions around open sourcing software-defined radio stuff. Oh, that's curious. Huh. It's a bit beyond my pay grade, that kind of thing. But <laughs> unfortunately, it doesn't look like Unify is the open source panacea that you want. I don't know of a good solution that is. I know that you can self-host the Unify controller. Okay. These access points are designed to be deployed at scale. They connect back to a central controller. Now you can buy off the shelf from Unify something called a cloud key, which hosts this controller software and is stupid simple to set up. You literally just power it on, look at the IP address on the little OLED screen on the front and off you go. But those things can be expensive, um, easily running into the one to $200 range, which, you know, if you're deploying a hotel's worth of Wi-Fi, it might be worth it. But in your apartment, it's probably not. So I've run for the last few years out of a Docker container, the Unify controller software. And this might be a good uh, in for you into the container world. One other nice thing about these Unify devices is that they're powered through PoE. So installation of them is really, really easy. Uh, you just have uh, what's called a PoE injector between the uh, ports on the back of your router and the... Um, access point. So if you want to mount one of these things on the ceiling, it's really easy. You, all you have to do is run a network cable to that location. And then at the other end of that cable is where you have the plug socket that actually provides the power. That's actually brilliant. It makes it so simple, right? Really simple. And it, 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 when you start scaling these things to having four, five, six, seven or more on a single site, you can actually get PoE switches, which have you know eight ports 16, 48 port switches that are all powered. So you can run IP cameras over PoE, you can run the access points and, and only ever have a single source of actual power plugged into the wall. So that means you can run your Wi-Fi quite easily on a UPS even. So, you know, there's a lot of nice small things you can do to really upgrade the network just simply by having the Wi-Fi separate from the, uh, the router. 
What a great idea. I never even considered that. Uh, as always, Alex, your insights are very valuable. So thank you. Your wallet can thank me later. <laughs> so what do you think you're going to go for? Does that sound like a reasonable solution? I mean... Uh, and so uh, this is seems like an easy answer that you've been testing for a long time. Um, is there anything else I should even consider? Probably not. <laughs> okay. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but this has worked flawlessly for for years and um it's transported with me across one two three soon to be a fourth house and i've not had to reset the wi-fi up in fact when my mum came to stay with me uh this this summer her phone connected to my wi-fi and she was like oh wow this is amazing last time i was on your wi-fi was in london and now i'm in america and i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool um if i'm not mistaken too uh these are deployed at the studio as well the jb studio uh, and haven't been thought about for a while. They just kind of work. They just do the job. Yeah. Um, now, the other thing to consider is that um, in, in my situation, I manage my family's Wi-Fi, and uh, when when doing that remotely, that can be a challenge. But these access points at my parents' houses both connect back to my central Unify controller, which I run on a droplet, and. Um, so I'm able to control their Wi-Fi and fix any Wi-Fi issues they've got remotely, which is really nice. And so can we talk about my router for a moment? It's quite old. And I'm just wondering if that's something I need to worry about. I guess maybe the hardware as a plain old router might just be fine if it's not, uh, you know, if it's disjointed from the Wi-Fi. And so if I just update that thing, maybe with a new like OpenWRT software, that might just be fine. Do you even need to? You know, I suppose that stems from the question of, can it do some of the fancier features like allowing me to connect in with WireGuard and that kind of stuff? You know, you could spend uh, easily a hundred bucks on a new router, or you could spend 30 on a Raspberry Pi and do it on that way instead. And it's still low power. Interesting. This might be the first implementation of my very first single board computer in some infrastructure. Yeah. Now that Pi could run WireGuard. It could run the Unify controller software. It could run Home Assistant if you wanted to get into that as well, maybe. Um, you know, the Pi 4 is super powerful. So is the Pi good enough for like set and forget though? Yeah, I think so. Um, if you were to get the Pi 3B plus, that boots over USB. So you just get a USB hard drive. Whereas the Pi 4 currently doesn't yet support USB boot, but I believe it's coming air quotes soon <laughs> um we'll see so um with regards to whether you should replace your current router or not like what's your what's your upload and download look like i don't have very large needs i think i'm getting five no I, i've got fiber so i'm on the lowest fiber and it's 10 10 down it's like five up or something like that and uh that's plenty fast for what i'm doing you know i'm never needing to do anything very quickly on a time schedule. So I'm uploading lots of photos and stuff like that to a, you know, a server that I can serve to clients, but it's never on like a, I don't need it immediately kind of basis. So that's been working just fine for me. So if your current route is working just fine, I would, I would leave that alone and then save, save that money and spend it on as good a Wi-Fi on your LAN as you can afford. And then, um, store your files locally connected to a Pi or maybe a cheap x86 box have a few of those 
I sent you a link in Telegram to my PFSense build, which is a, it's a hundred and what, $160 or so I spent on this thing. And it's got an i5 uh, low power version in it. i5 uh, 3470T. It's got an Intel motherboard that's got dual Intel NICs. And I spent $163 on this thing and it, it would make a fine base for a NAS system. So, um, you know, I think realistically you're going to look at spending by the time you've done the Wi-Fi and have some kind of a local system that can run WireGuard, a minimum of 150 US. Um, but you could spend obviously, uh, you know, the sky's the limit, but you, you know, you could spend 250 and have an x86 box that's always on low power, that kind of thing, as well as really great Wi-Fi, and then start scaling the system up from there, really. So I have some things to think about, it sounds like. Always. It's always a trade-off in terms of how much money do I want to spend? How little do I want to eat this month? Uh, I eat quite a bit. <laughs> I know. I know you do. <laughs> I feel like those are really great options. Um, I'm going to have to think a little bit more if I want to tackle this all at once or or split it up. But uh, at least those are two sound forks in the road, right? Well, that is the beauty of a modular approach, right? You don't have to necessarily do all of these things all at once. You know, you can just upgrade the Wi-Fi this month. And then in a couple of months' time, you can then tackle the WireGuard situation and just keep building slowly but surely. And eventually, after time, you'll have built a really quite sophisticated system that... If any one thing fails, you've only got to replace that one thing and not the whole thing. You know, there's something kind of beautiful about that approach. I always say, have backups to backups. So it feels like if one little section breaks, it's easy to switch it out. So tempting. Thank you for your insights. That sounds amazing. All right. Uh, you do realize you've jumped the Ask SSHQ by doing this, right? Mm -hmm. 